0: Welcome to Region's Wealth Podcast, the podcast that tackles life's challenges with financial experience. I'm your host, Sarah Feister Gale. The pandemic has had a significant financial impact on many Americans, particularly women. McKinsey reports that women account for 54% of overall job losses, despite making up just 39% of global employment. And women of all income brackets have been impacted. 72% of women with investable assets of at least $100,000 say the COVID-19 pandemic has negatively impacted their retirement plans. So what steps can women take to rebound from this period and recoup their lost wealth? Joining me remotely is Dina Espinoza. She's an SVP and Area Investment Executive for Regions Investment Solutions. Dina, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It's a pleasure to be here. So Dina, in this episode of Regions Wealth Podcast, we'll be discussing how the pandemic has impacted the financial health of women, and what steps they can take to get back on track. We've taken some frequently asked questions from a bunch of people and developed a character who needs your help. Let's listen. Hello, my
1: name is Imani, I'm 48, and I've got two grown children, both of whom are in college. I've worked at a top accounting firm for 23 years, and I've made a good name for myself while also being a present mother. My husband passed away six years ago, so it's been tough at times, but I've always been good with money and budgeting, and I've made some smart investments over the years. I was contributing at least 10% of my salary to my 401k for years, and I'm close to paying off my mortgage. I decided to start contributing even more to my retirement in my 40s with the goal of retiring early, but the pandemic threw a wrench into those plans. Initially, I was furloughed from my job, and I assumed it was temporary. But in December, I was formally laid off. Now, I'm luckier than most. My company did right by me and gave me a very generous severance package. Unfortunately, though, over the past year, I've had to make a lot of difficult choices to make sure my savings could carry me through until my next job. Like pausing my retirement contributions. Uh, you know, to be honest, I'd been so focused on saving for retirement, I'd prioritize that over building a safety net. I suppose I always assumed my job was secure.
0: So, Dina, in episode 29, we spoke with senior wealth strategist Julia Weaver about the overall financial impact of the pandemic. I'm curious, in what ways have women been impacted by the pandemic?
2: Women have always been the backbones of their family and women have been impacted with these issues for a century. According to the Department of Labor, women in general were impacted because most women work in the hospitality industry, they work in the retail industry, a lot of women are in the front lines of healthcare, because they feel compelled to take care of their children and their families, a lot of them stayed home to homeschool their children. More importantly, they were heavily impacted if they had parents to take care of, so they really couldn't leave their homes
0: it seems like women faced kind of a perfect storm there, right? On the one hand, they were in industries where more people got laid off. And on the other hand, they had to make tough decisions about staying home versus going to work. So do you think that financially they were more heavily impacted by the pandemic than their male
2: peers? I would agree with that statement. It all depends on the personal situation and the circumstance. But a lot of times most women will take on the role to be the backbone of the family and be the caregiver. For the folks in her situation, an alarm clock went off when it comes to emergency savings. For those that continued to contribute to their 401k, the market was good and it rebounded.
0: So for many, the pandemic has been a wake-up call, as you said, to build an emergency fund. How much should people have set aside?
2: Well, the rule of thumb is six to 12 months of living expenses, and that would include rent, mortgage, car payment, utilities, and the essentials for survival. I would say six months is great. Three months is good, but one year is optimal. In today's world, a lot of people like that immediate gratification. So their income comes in and they're immediately buying cars or they're buying material things and they don't think about an emergency fund. It's not really emphasized. We emphasize that with our clients when we sit down with them.
0: And should someone who's younger take a different approach compared to someone like Imani who's closer to
2: retirement? If they're older, they need to focus on the retirement piece because they have a short time horizon to get there. If they're in their 20s, they should focus on their emergency fund because they can always recuperate if they have a couple years where they haven't been contributing to their retirement account. I would say if you're still working and you have a paycheck coming in, you should focus on the goal, but you should also focus on building an emergency fund. If you feel like your job is at risk, you can scale back a little from contributing to your 401k and focus mostly on your emergency fund. Try to get to that optimal of living expenses for a year. Look at the financial picture. If you're still working, perhaps you might think about taking out a line of credit for emergency purposes if you have equity in your home. And again, everything is situational. I think that this was a wake-up call for a lot of Americans. It really
0: was a wake-up call for many of us. Let's pause here and listen to a bit more of Amani's story.
1: Raising two kids without my husband has been hard work. Now that they're both out of the house, I've been looking forward to retirement. I even thought I could do it early. Now, not only do I have to start job hunting again after more than 20 years, But when I go back to work, it may very well be at a lower salary. It's not just my own future I'm worried about. If I have to downsize my lifestyle, I can do that. But my kids are a different matter. My goal was to get them a four-year college education with as little debt as possible. So I've been helping them pay their student loans forward. But it adds up, especially when I don't have income anymore. I still want to be a mother they can rely on, but eventually, I'm going to have to choose between helping my kids and ensuring I'm comfortable during my golden years.
0: So, Dina, it sounds like Imani has been out of the job market for roughly a year or so, and during that time, she's been unable to save for retirement. How much of an impact can these have on someone's retirement savings?
2: It could be significant depending on how much they were putting away and how it's being managed. More importantly, there's a lot of factors that come into play. What's their time horizon? What's their risk tolerance? What's their return? She's 48 and she has ways to get that back. Once she's 59, if she was 59, it would be a little harder because her time horizon is smaller. She could go with a more aggressive strategy right now at 48 to make up for that year, but she needs to work with an advisor and they can determine what that looks like together.
0: That's really good advice. So if someone has been impacted, if a woman has been impacted by the pandemic, maybe losing their job, getting furloughed, is this a good time to reach out to your financial advisor and figure out what your next
2: steps are? Absolutely because we could sit down and look at what your strategy has been up until today. What's the strategy going forward? How much do we have to make up? How long are you going to stay in the job market? Do you want to retire early? I think in general, you should be sitting with your financial advisor every six months, once a year to just go over your plan, go over your strategy, because life throws you boomerangs. Look at the pandemic. I'm sure, you know, there were a lot of folks that had a certain strategy during the pandemic that had to switch gears quickly. That's why it's so important to visit with your financial advisor.
0: Okay, let's listen to the final portion of Imani's story.
1: My last employer offered wonderful retirement benefits. They matched a very nice portion of my contribution. Well, it may be difficult for me to find a company that offers such good benefits, and of course, it'll take time for me to become fully vested. Also, I realize that any gaps in employment are going to have an impact on my retirement savings. I'm just not sure how I'll be able to make up for that lost time once I'm back in the workforce. I'll have to make a decision. Do I focus on rebuilding my savings, paying down debt, or keep planning for my future? (laughs) When it comes to managing money, I've always been quite confident. But now, I'm just not sure what my next step should be.
0: So it sounds as though Imani is trying to decide whether she should focus more on her short-term or her long-term financial health. And her new job will obviously influence that. When looking for a new job, should she prioritize salary or retirement benefits?
2: I think salary would be important. Her former employer will still have her 401k. She can take that 401k and manage it herself with her financial advisor. Her new employer is going to hopefully offer her a 401k, but if not, and if she's salaried, she can determine how much more she can contribute to her retirement plan and even make up the difference but she's got to sit with her financial advisor and have that conversation. A bigger salary will help her make up her savings. A bigger salary might help her also implement an emergency fund, where maybe in her previous job, she was saving mostly for retirement and didn't have enough for an emergency fund. A bigger salary will also give her that peace of mind to help her children. It might fit that immediate need that she struggles with helping the kids, contributing to retirement and the emergency fund. So it might cover all those buckets.
0: So what steps can women like Imani start taking right now to get back on track financially and perhaps even to make back the retirement savings they lost?
2: Sitting with her financial advisor is probably the first piece of the puzzle. Sit down, discuss what's changed. Is the income changed? Put a budget together, strategize on how they're going to make up that one year that she may have lost in her 401k. Add to the fact that she needs to contribute to an emergency fund. She wants to continue to help her children. So I think that when you sit with a financial advisor and you discuss that strategy and come together with a plan.
0: And would someone who's a bit
2: younger benefit from a different approach? For someone who's younger this year that went by probably taught them a good lesson to save. I think it's easier for them to bounce back because they have so many years, but for someone who's older, they may not have visited their financial advisor as often as they should have. They're going to be concerned with, are they saving enough? Are they putting enough away when you're older? I can tell you from experience, you worry about running out of money. You worry about what's it going to be like in retirement? Am I still going to be able to live the lifestyle that I live today? People don't realize that sometimes retirement means you're not employed. You're not getting a check. The check you're getting is your social security and the savings that you put away in your 401k. Again, it's situational and it all depends on how long you plan to work. It's all going to be different depending on the person and depending on their time horizon.
0: Let's talk about financial advisors for a moment. Would you say it's important for all women to work with a financial advisor?
2: I think we should. When you look at how many female business owners we have out there, how many single mothers, how many young women leaving college and getting their first job, there's nobody really advising them on their financial future. You need to think about how comfortable you're going to be with retirement. You want to take a backpack and travel through the world, you will be able to do that. So it depends on what your goal is. So you have to be able to get a good, clear picture of what the goal is.
0: For women who don't currently work with a financial advisor, what's the best way to go about finding one?
2: I would give the advice of interviewing financial advisors. Get someone that you feel comfortable with, that you can ask questions. And when you don't understand, you can raise your hand and you feel confident and you trust them that they're helping you get to where your goal is. They should meet with a financial advisor, lay out the plan, bring statements, ask questions, and even put a budget together because they can figure out where they're cutting corners, where they shouldn't be cutting corners, or where they're spending money that they shouldn't be spending money. We have so many resources nowadays. I just feel like we've come a long way. There used to be a commercial out there that says, we come a long way, baby, to get to where we've gotten today. (laughs) But You know, we have come a long way as women. We have to see the value that we add and we have to know the resources that we have. And getting a financial advisor that connects with you, that can help you understand how important your finances are to really help you feel like you're accomplishing your goal, is key. And that keeps you motivated when the market is not going well. And I have six female financial advisors on my team. This industry does not have a large percentage of female financial advisors. This particular industry is male-driven. And the six that I have on my team are so successful because they can have great conversations. They know exactly what our female business owners and executives are fearful of. And they understand the caregiving and they understand they're the backbone of the family and they understand that they're the ones that say, okay, I'll sacrifice, I'll stay home or, you know, I'll get another job or whatever the case may be.
0: I love that. And it makes a great case for a female financial advisor. So Dina, at the end of each episode, we like to ask for some key takeaways. What are some key takeaways you'd like to share with our
2: listeners? It's always going to get better. If you get anything from this, it is you need a plan. You need to speak to someone that you can trust and understand that you can ask questions and that they don't make you feel like they're not helping you. And what I mean by that is a lot of us sit and shake our heads and act like we understand what a financial advisor is saying to us. And we leave here and we have no idea. We didn't ask the question. We're embarrassed. So that's why I say interview financial advisors. You'll find the one that you have chemistry with that you feel comfortable with and Ask questions. I think that's the most important thing. We don't ask enough questions, and no question is stupid. Every question is important. You know, it helps you to understand your goal. If it's retirement, how do I save for it? And I think budgets are important. We didn't talk much about budgets, but that's the key to everything. If you don't have a budget, it doesn't matter how much money you make. You know, if you're spending it on shoes and purses and all kinds of other things that you're not putting away for retirement <laughs> or emergency funds, it doesn't matter. So it starts with a budget.
0: There's a lot of good nuggets in there.
2: We've been through these bumpy roads before. And if you had a good plan in place, you're okay. And that's the proof in the pudding. We never want a client to feel that there's a dead end or that there's no resources or that they cannot trust the answers. It's all about our client. It's all about them feeling good about the advice we give them. And I've had many clients in the past come up to me and say, you know, we did it. I retired. I feel good with the plan that we put together. Thank you so much. That's the gratification for us as financial professionals.
0: That was great, Dina. Thank you so much. That was Dina Espinoza, Senior Vice President and Area Investment Executive for Regions Investment Solutions. You've given us some great actionable insights today. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. For more on this topic, be sure to check out episodes 29 and 30. These special episodes have some great actionable insights on what you can do to rebound financially from the pandemic. Visit Regions.com/slash wealth podcast to listen to these and other past episodes. This information is general education or marketing in nature and is not intended to be accounting, legal, tax, investment, or financial advice. Although Regions believes this information to be accurate as of the date written, it cannot ensure that it will remain up to date. The people and events are fictional but represent real issues. No identification with actual persons is intended or should be inferred. Statements of individuals are their own, not Regions' consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation, and irs.gov for current tax rules. This information should not be construed as a recommendation or suggestion as to the advisability of acquiring, holding, or disposing of a particular investment, nor should it be construed as a suggestion or indication that the particular investment or investment course of action described herein is appropriate for any specific investor. In providing this communication, Regions is not undertaking to provide impartial investment advice or to give advice in a fiduciary capacity. References to a company or security or links to third-party websites do not imply endorsement or recommendation. Regions Investment Solutions is a marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance products are offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Cetera Investment Advisors, LLC, Neither Cetera Investment Services nor Cetera Investment Advisors is an affiliate of Regions Bank or its related companies. Securities and insurance products are offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, doing insurance business in California as CFG STC Insurance Agency, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Cetera Investment Advisors, LLC. Cetera is not affiliated with the financial institution where investment services are offered. Individuals affiliated with Cetera firms are either registered representatives who offer only brokerage services and receive transaction-based compensation commissions, investment advisor representatives who offer only investment advisory services and receive fees based on assets, or both registered representatives and investment advisor representatives who can offer both types of services. Investments are not FDIC, NCU, SIF insured, may lose value, are not financial institution guaranteed, are not a deposit, are not insured by any federal government agency.